Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. I am here with JC, almost in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's a pleasure to be uh, back, Wendy. Thanks for having me here today. Uh, really appreciate Absolutely. it. Thanks for showing up and being my, my sound and everything else guy. And sometimes just running ideas off you to make sure I'm, I'm not completely insane. Um, although I am slightly, <laughs> <laughs> we also have an amazing international guest with us for episode four here, Stephen Short. Hey, Stephen. Hey, thanks a minute for having me back again, Wendy. Um, and just on that, uh, for somebody to, to run ideas past and save us every now and again, we all need a JC in our lives. Oh, we really do. Steven. We really do. Can I hire this point. guy and let him follow me around? I tell you, I pay <laughs> yeah, you to say right, that. Right, right. Oh, like, oh, don't, mind, don't mind my fan club back there. I pay, <laughs> I pay them. <laughs> hey, I want to talk to you today about uh, career coaching, career counseling, the whole purpose, you know, to engage employees and keep them and and not just keep them because we're desperate for bodies i ran across this a statistic from the society for human resource management and it's actually a a newer one uh, a couple months old reported that an average that on average it costs the company six to nine months of an employee's salary to replace them so for an employee making 60 grand uh, us per year that comes out to 30 to forty-five thousand dollars in recruiting and training costs as a boom, boom, that's a lot of money. Career coaching uh, yeah. could, could help solve that or resolve that. We, we talked about it in an earlier episode that, you know, people leave because there's no opportunities. And I see even in, in my line of work, um, I see people leaving or companies pushing them out because Somebody who's been in the organization has been there for a long time. They get promoted to something, but they got promoted to a job that didn't fit them. And then now everybody's upset. And then you le- lose this long-term employee. And then you got to, you know, it takes how much money to replace them? How can you help our listeners resolve that? And, you know, overnight with the snap of a finger, just kidding. How can you help our um, listeners resolve that? How can you do it with the snap of a finger? I mean, I don't know if I can, if I, I don't know if I'm that good. But, um, <laughs> no, for me, I think, so for me, it's all about people. Everything is about people. Every business is about people. Whether you're a, a solopreneur, you're still dealing with people. Um, so we do career guidance. We do it for individuals who are looking to change careers or looking to to see if they're on the right path and everything else. Um, but we, I've seen this in companies um, in Ireland where, and it's the HR, and you and I talked about this uh, in one of the earlier episodes, um, about really how broad and how dynamic the the department of HR, like in inverted commas, like it used to be just human relations and that was hiring and firing. And then it became, okay, learning and development and still hiring and firing. And now culture and learning and development and hiring and firing and compliance and this and that and the other. And there's a lot of things that I think in kind of bigger, more process-driven organizations, they have this HR department that they just shove anything that has to do with 
any touchy-feely feelings or anything like <laughs> that. And well, if somebody's done wrong and we're, I'm going to have to listen to them cry while I fire them, no, 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 let the HR people do that. So it has become this huge department within organizations that has not been really allowed to actually grow and um, become the entities within that department. So um, the HR person and the learning and development person and the culture person are currently the same person in a lot of organizations. They have to juggle all this and it's impossible. But the bigger organizations that really understand this culture and to, to your point on the ones that are really looking to retain, develop and retain the best people, they put more time into this from one-to-one conversations and um, it can be driven by the organization or it can be facilitated by the organization. So in my opinion, the best way of doing it is facilitating, like having conversations, having one-on-one conversations with people. It's like, look, what are you looking for? What do you want? Like, what's what's the ultimate goal? We understand that you're here because we're paying you to be here, but hopefully we also have something of value that you're you're working here as opposed to somebody else or somewhere else. And for some people that might be, look, you're, you're three stops on the bus from my house. So um, I, I like the, the work, but somebody else might pay me 5K a year more, but I'll spend an hour and a half traveling every day. So I yeah. don't want to do that. And that's fine. And then understanding what they want, what their values are, whether they're uh, on their ambition scale, for example, whether they're into the work-life balance, whether they really want, whether they really value that, or if they're going, look, I'm really thirsty to, to get ahead and to, to drive things. Uh, in family businesses, when we have younger generations of people coming up and in family business, a lot of the time, the, the ceiling is the family. Like you can't get a promotion until yeah. somebody dies. Like that's, that's the truth of it. Um, so what I try to get people to do is to, we've all heard of these things called uh, these side hustles. So what I encourage family businesses to do is an inside hustle. What's a new little division or department that you can build that the next generation can start to run with and start to really uh, build up. But within bigger organizations, when they have those ceilings, there might be something to have a new division or there might be a way of being able to develop somebody who's showing real talent, real personality attributes that we want and the culture fit to keep them to build something new within the organization. Um, so I think that uh, one-on-one and doing some kind of classroom-based uh, teaching, maybe getting people like ourselves in to do leadership academies where we can do something or we or the HR manager or somebody can do over a period of weeks to help people uh, on an annual basis to become better leaders, I think is is such an incredible investment in the people, which ultimately will be an incredible investment in the future of the business. Yeah, it, re- it really is. I-, I-, I love how you just summed that up because even with small businesses, whether they're family or not, um, there, there's not much room to grow with the title. And we all know that title is just a title. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it might come with a, with a promotion, but it doesn't mean, um, just because somebody gets a raise doesn't mean they're still going to be happy a week or two down the mm-hmm. road. They may take that raise to go negotiate another raise at a, at your competitor. So super important. I love that you mentioned about like a leadership academies because there are so many, things, so many opportunities for small businesses, big businesses to send their employees. Like you don't have to be the expert internally. You could send them mm-hmm. to me, to you, to, you know, uh, a state or, or country or county based um, leadership, um, you know, development program that, you know, it's not not always free, but definitely is could be affordable. And the networking alone that you meet with people, the biggest thing that I've learned in my career, especially since I became my own, my own uh, company, which I was actually chuckling before one of our earlier episodes, um, 
I left my company and I became my own company because I was not happy with the leadership. And mm-hmm. and it was sometimes you just got to you just got to say, you know what, I've tried something else. And you know what, I want to help everyone. I want to help as many more people as I can, even if I'm going to be broke for a couple of years. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, they, they do say the most common thing that is said to an entrepreneur before they become an entrepreneur is you're fired. Yeah. Um, so people leave the company and they go. There is one thing that just popped into my mind as you were talking there about sending people out to do different courses and it can it, it might not be free. The argument in smaller companies where the budget is limited, I, I, I find this more often than in the larger companies. It's but what if we invest all of this in our people and then they leave? Yeah. And the counter argument to that is always, well, what if you don't help them to grow and they stay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> then they're just dead weight in your organization. They're not doing anything for you. They're just a body. Yeah. And so many wrong leaders or lack of leaders, really, they just have a title. They go, yeah, but they're still here. And it's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but they're doing the same thing they've been doing and they're miserable. They're making other people miserable. That's the biggest thing when I'm working with my clients, when I see employees who are just miserable, like I want to help that person not be miserable, even if that means helping them find a job somewhere else. But why would you want a miserable person on your team Mm -hmm. when you are dealing with, um, you know, career guidance and giving, helping people find career, career skills or, you know, coaching. How does somebody, how does that work? You know, give us no names, of course, give us an example of how you're working with another human being, whether it's an individual or a family business. And do you meet with them in person? You know, what, what goes on in those, in those meetings? So historically, for the career guidance, uh, it has been in person. But then since COVID, we pivoted to online and everybody still to this day, they, they prefer the, the ease of being online. Um, so we would give them a series of assessments to do before we meet them, um, which is personality, interest inventory, aptitudes, verbal numerical abstract reasoning, to be able to get a real rounded, clear picture of their interests, their abilities, their personality, all that kind of stuff. Then what we'll do is we'll have a, a an hour to a 90-minute meeting with that individual to go through the results, to go through the reports, see what their their background is, to really understand what they're looking for, why they don't like what they're doing now, or what their, what their thoughts are and ways that they could go. Explore some of the trends that we find in the reports and say, well, what about these types of careers? And this is the description. This is what happens in those careers. Does that sound appealing to you? Or is something like this more appealing to you? Um, and then... Uh, We'll do up a report after that, and then we'll generally meet them again uh, about a week later uh, just to do a, a final debrief on the report to help them to understand like where the where the different avenues for them are. We've actually built a program that'll do this for you automatically now called Career Fit, where people can get a list of 16 careers that are ideally suited to their unique mix of interests and aptitudes. Now, when we do it with companies... It's generally with the HR people and the HR people are going to be having those conversations. So we're training those people how to interpret the personality reports. We're training those people a little bit about career guidance. They, they're more on the corporate side of things, but it's we're putting it in the context of what the roles require. So understanding the different personalities and attributes for the roles. And the other thing that I say to companies all the time, you need to hire for where you want to be, not where you are now. Um, so understanding what that person who's going to be bringing us to that point is rather than hiring somebody who just fits the role now. Uh, and how can we grow those people? So there might be somebody who's maybe 85% of the way there, but they really get the culture. Brilliant. What can we do on those last 15% or maybe they're not as 
maybe they are too into the detail and they don't and they micromanage people. How can we help them with that to be able to be more of a leader than a, a micromanager? Or uh, if they feel the emotion when things are going to when things are going wrong, how can we help them with that habit loop to be able to roll back on that so as they don't kind of lose the head and start shouting at people? So all of these things can be taught and can be developed with the learning and development manager to be able to help these individuals become the best leaders that they can be for that organization. I love it. Hey, I think JC has some statistics for us on industrial organizational psychology. Yeah, just a little bit. According to recent data, 13% of people have worked with a career counselor at some point during their working careers. And looking at things a little bit further, we discover that 12% of working individuals are now working with a job counselor. And a huge positive statistic with all this for the future is that 25% of working adults say that they'd like to speak with someone uh, in regards to counseling to improve their careers at some point in time to keep pushing forward. So there's a lot of positivity from the employee's perspective about turning things around to move forward. And uh, that's what I have on that one. Back to you, Wendy. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We have one more episode, which we will be talking about just some practical tips and strategies for assessments, career coaching, and succession planning. And then I have a very personal question for Steven, something about being a Disney princess. We will see you soon. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.